What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks. We're going to intro a little bit differently this week. Here we go. Yeah, welcome to my podcast. Yeah, you're here for a reason. I know you've been struggling. I know it's deceiving. But you just keep on believing. You focus on breathing. <gasps> you're in a season. Yeah, you can walk on the water. But you can't do this by yourself, so don't even bother. You want the supernatural, then call to the Father. He got the pen and paper. Yeah, you know he's the author. He can tell the wind that's enough. Yo, it's time to slow. Tell them waves crashing in that it's time to go. Next time I Peter, grab him up and put him back in the boat and ask him, hey, why are you doubt me for? For him to fail, that's improbable. Anything through his name, and that's possible. Moving mountains out the way, that's no obstacle. Let's start the show, giving praise, make it audible. What's up guys? First I'd like to say I hope you've had an awesome week and I want to extend a huge thank you to you all for joining in with me on the podcast today. I believe that the hyphen generation is ready to unlock and experience the greatest revival that this world has ever known. On this podcast we will focus on preparing, equipping, and empowering hyphen across our nation and world to engage with purpose their great commission. Your time is here and now. I'm your host Matt Wilbanks and this is the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. What's up, guys? Again, welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I am your host, Matt Wilbanks, and I thank you for joining me this week. I know that was a little bit different, but it was a lot of fun for me. Um, I had some people challenge me or try to tell me uh, that they would like for me to do that, and so I thought it'd be a lot of fun, and I didn't tell anybody that I was going to do it, so nobody's going to realize that I did that until they listen to the podcast, so hopefully that'll be cool, but I do feel like the Lord has spoken to me regarding what we, we should be talking about today, and I want to give to you my heart. So I'm going to do my best to stay on topic and to give everything that I feel like the Lord has talked to me about. I'm going to read to you a couple of scriptures, and then we're just going to talk however long that takes. That's what, what we're going to do. But I want to start by reading you the scriptures today. Um, it's going to be Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. This is a very common scripture, and I know that some hyphen are just now getting into church. And then other hyphens and new convert. Either way, that's awesome. We're going to read it together and we're going to grow in it. So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I am believing for it even though I do not see the evidence at this time. God said he was going to do it. I don't see Things haven't changed. I don't understand, but I trust his word and I trust God. He has never failed me. He has never let me down. He has never left me uh, uh, without food or without water, without clothes on my back, shoes on my feet, food on my table. He has been good to me. So faith says it's going to happen even though I can't see it. And so we're going to go ahead and read a little bit more, not not a lot of scriptures, just, just a couple. And then we're going to read one more time, and I'm going to tell you what we're going to be talking about. It's going to say in Romans chapter 12, 
Verse number one, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I've heard it said a lot lately, and I would like to echo it. It says living a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable unto God. Being holy is acceptable. Even in 2022, you can guard your mind. You can guard your spirit. You cannot be entertained or involved in things that you have no business or that I have no business getting involved with. It's still reasonable to be holy. He is holy. Therefore, he expects me to be holy. The second part of that, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then finally, the last verse, for I say, through grace given unto me to every man that is among you, think not of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, if I was going to preach to you a sermon, the title of this sermon would be The Faith Season. The faith season, because you and I and, and every human being alive, to be honest with you, uh, to every hyphen, every person that's not a hyphen listening to this, going into a faith season is very difficult because if I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell you that if you, um, excuse me one moment, I'm having a couple of difficult moments here. Give me one second. I apologize. So if you... If you go into a faith season, you're going to be like Simon Peter in a boat. I got to be honest with you. I'm on my computer and my headphones are in and somebody called me and I was trying to figure out how to shut it off, but I digress. So uh, anyways, we got through that. I'll call you back, Ryan. Thanks for calling in the middle of my podcast. Anyways, so we go into a faith season and I want to kind of go to the end of this and then we'll just work our way back through. What does a faith season feel like? Well, so you have a situation in Matthew chapter number 14, and we'll scroll through down all the way to it. The Bible says that in verse number 22 of chapter 14, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea. It was in the middle. It was right in the thick of things. Tossed waves. The wind was contrary. Then the Bible says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But Jesus straightway spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And you know the story. And if you don't, now you do, because Simon Peter's going to say, Lord, if it really be thou, if it is you, bid me to come out under the water with you. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. I want to take a look at Simon Peter right now. Where is he uh, logistically? So we're looking at the rest of the disciples who are 11 of them. They're inside the boat. And then there's one disciple who decides, I think I might step out on faith right here. Because I can't see Jesus. I hear the voice. I can feel that it is him. But I can't see him. And I don't know what's beyond the, the wind and the rain and all that stuff. Now, what, what he's asking me or what he's given me permission to do has never been done before. Okay, he's about to step out onto this water and walk on this water. And he's like, I've never done this before. And God might do the same thing to you. 
He might challenge you and say, hey, I want you to come out here with me. The Bible says that Jesus was going to them. So his purpose is he's looking from the mountain and he sees the the ship in the middle of the sea. It's getting tossed to and fro. And the Bible says that Jesus goes to them. All right, that was his purpose. He was going to them. So Simon Peter could have stayed in the boat. He could have stayed with the 11, and Jesus would have just walked onto the boat with them. That's what I, I've heard it preached that Jesus would have walked on by. But I don't necessarily know that I believe that because the Bible says that Jesus was going to them. That's what his purpose was. And so he was headed there, and, and Simon Peter sees him out on the water. And rather than wait for him to get in the boat where the boat offers safety, the boat offers security, I know it's windy and it's rainy and it's all that stuff, but I got a question for you. If there's a tornado outside, would you rather be on the ground on outside or would you rather be in your uh, bathroom in the tub or, or in your basement or in the storm shelter you're going to pick the place of safety even though it's stormy you're going to pick the place of safety well well Simon Peter in this crazy faith moment says I would rather go out there with Jesus than to stay into this boat that's full of safety sometimes faith makes no sense at all but it makes all the sense in the world because it might not put me where I think I should be but it puts me in the deep with Jesus and I don't know about you, but I, man, I want to see God do great things. My voice is almost gone. You have to forgive me. But I, I, I was traveling, preaching this weekend. I preached Sunday morning and Sunday night. Sunday morning, we were, we were preaching, and these two ladies came up, and, and, and they said, we want to be baptized. So we baptized them. Uh, one lady came out of the water speaking in tongues, and I asked the question later because I didn't understand what was happening. But, but I heard her start yelling from the back because the baptistry was the, the, the pulpit is there, the platform, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then behind there is the baptistry. You open the doors, you go in, you close the doors, people change, etc. And so this woman was baptized. She received the gift of the Holy Ghost. And when she got out of the water, she was drawn off. And I, and I could hear her starting to shout and scream. And I didn't know what was happening. I thought maybe she was just overjoyed because the, the Holy Ghost, once you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, there is so much peace and so uh, overwhelming gentleness that comes over you. And you can just get completely lost. Even Simon Peter told them on the day of Pentecost, I'm not drunk as you suppose. I don't know how he was acting. Was he acting, was he acting crazy, talking crazy? Was he passed out like over overjoyed overwhelmed laughing in the spirit whatever it is that caused them to think he was drunk and he and he stopped and he said i'm not drunk as you suppose something so powerful has entered inside of me that this is it, it, it appears as though it's someone who is intoxicated but i'm intoxicated on jesus and so this lady she's in the back and she's drying off apparently or or whatever it is. She's got the robe on. She's climbed out and, and she's she's still praying, you can tell. And all of a sudden she just starts screaming, like, I'm healed, I'm healed. And I don't know what's going on because I again I thought maybe she received the gift of the Holy Ghost and she was so overwhelmed with joy uh that 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 she she just she was shouting or whatever. It turns out that the lady, whenever she, she went into the water, she couldn't stretch out her arms very good or, or at all. I'm not exactly for sure. But when she came out of the water and she was drying off, her arms stretched out from her body and she had no pain. She was completely healed. The Lord touched her. That's the kind of things that I want to see. That's the kind of things that are available to people who have the gift of the Holy Ghost, who have the keys to the kingdom that whatever you unlock 
Jesus looks down and says, well, I gave you guys the keys to the kingdom, and I told Simon Peter on his revelation that whatever he unlocks there, I'll unlock it here. Whatever he binds up there, I'll bind up here. So go ahead and do it. And so we can see these things. We have access to these things. But the only way that you and I have access to these things is by what we're talking about today. A faith season. I have to enter into a place of faith that says I'm going to do something that doesn't make sense. You ever been in a storm? You ever been in an issue where you see people and they they do stuff that don't make any sense? Like fish in the middle of a a, a rainstorm, lightning storm. I've seen them on the on the, on the river or on the, in in the, in the sea and things of that nature. You're out there in a boat, there's a hurricane coming. I'm thinking in my mind, that don't make no sense. I understand you got to make a living or whatever it is you're doing. But in my own brain, consciously, I'm trying to conceptualize what is worth more, me catching a fish or me living. And I got to be honest, I'm going to go with me living. And so I'm trying to figure this thing out. But Simon Peter does this thing that's so spectacular. He doesn't wait for Jesus to get to him into his place of safety because he understands the boat offers a place of salvation. The boat offers a place of safety, but it does not offer a place of supernatural because Jesus is supernatural. And if I want to be involved with the supernatural, then I got to get out of the boat where Jesus is because he's not bringing that supernatural gifting to me in the boat because in between me and that supernatural gifting out there where Jesus is, is my faith. My faith doesn't keep, my faith doesn't keep me in this boat. Simon Peter's faith didn't keep him in his boat. His, his actions prior to when he left the, the bank kept him in the boat. I'm going to get on this boat. We're going to set sail. We're going to go in this direction. That's why he was in the boat. That's why he was going to stay in the boat because it didn't make any sense just to get out of the boat for no good reason. But then all of a sudden he sees Jesus on the water and he sees there's a moment in time. This is something special. And if Jesus is out there, then that's where I want to be. I don't want to be in the boat. I don't want to be in the four walls. I don't want to be in, in the tradition. I want to be where Jesus is. I want to see what Jesus is seeing. And, and something that Jesus said when he walked up, it, it had just completely caught my eye lately. And he said, he knew they were afraid. He said, don't be afraid. It's me. But then he, then he said another thing. He said, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. And I'm thinking, why well, I've never noticed this before, but what he was saying is like, you don't have to worry anymore. I'm here. And a lot of times we get we 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 know that Jesus is there and everything is good, but we forget that Jesus is not just changing the atmosphere, he's changing my attitude because my attitude affects my atmosphere. So if my attitude is shut down and my attitude is full of fear and my attitude is full of doubt. Then Jesus, even though he's here in the room with me, he's not going to be able to activate my faith or access my faith. And I will not be available to see the things that God wants me to see or to facilitate the things that God wants to flow through me to somebody else. And so you might be thinking, well, Simon Peter did step out in faith, but he failed. Well, that's true. He did struggle. He steps out in faith. He, he gets to go in towards Jesus, and all of a sudden it dawns on him, man, I have just made a conscious decision to step out in the middle of a storm. He's looking around. The wind is boisterous. The waves are crashing in. Everything is going nuts. And then he's like, oh, man, he starts to get concerned about these things. And the Bible says that he sank. 
But then the Bible says immediately Jesus grabbed him by the hand and pulled him up, and they were in the in the boat, and then Jesus is telling the wind to stop, which is the whole point of that whole rap situation at the beginning of this. I just wanted to mix it up on you guys. But Jesus is slowing everything down. He's stopping the waves. He's doing all that stuff. And the next thing you know, they're already across the water onto the shore where greater things are going to happen. These things are called faith seasons. Faith seasons will put you alone by yourself. Sometimes me and you, we have to understand this hyphen. I couldn't be talking to you more right now, but it doesn't just apply to hyphen. But but if you're not hyphen, hopefully you've gone through something like this and, and you've, you've got to go to the other side of it and God has re- restored and redone. But every once in a while, hyphen, God will see if you'll get out of the boat. And if you get out of the boat, a lot of times, a lot of times, you're the only one that's going to go. And so you feel alone. Because it's not you and 11 of your buddies. It's you and what you hope is God. What you hope is the voice of the Lord. That's what you're praying for. Because you can't see him. That's what he was saying. If it's you, then let me come. That's That's what he was saying. I don't know if it's you or not. I don't know if it's you. I can hear your voice and I know it sounds familiar. But I can't see with my eyes if it's you or not. So this is all faith because I can't see it. And then Jesus says, come. So he comes on his word. And he goes and he walks on water. Now, he sank and he did he did that. But what else did he do? Well, he also got the revelation that God revealed to him. My Father in heaven has revealed, revealed this to you. Not, not flesh and blood, not man, but my Father has revealed to you that I am the Son of the living God. And then I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm going to give you the option. And then he's going to be projected from there all the way to the day of Pentecost. And he's going to stand up and he's going to say, hey, you, we, you, what, they're going to say, what do we do to be saved? And he's going to say, you're going to repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you're going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then he's going to be projected from that moment to the to the moment to where he's on top. And he's saying, uh, I'm not going to partake of unclean things. And he's seeing these visions and the sheets are coming down from heaven. All kind of crazy stuff is happening. But an angel of the Lord has gone to a Gentile's house named Cornelius. And he said, I want you to send somebody to get Simon Peter. And he He's going to come over here and tell you what you got to do. So Simon Peter's going to go all the way over to where Cornelius is. He's going to tell them the same things he's been telling everybody else. He's going to say, I perceive that God is not a uh, respect of persons. And he's going to tell them. And when he does, the Holy Ghost is going to fill the room. And the, the Gentiles are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This all started in a faith season. Now, you're probably asking yourself, I haven't seen the things that I thought I would see in God, or I, 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 I haven't witnessed the things that I thought that I might witness, or, or I'm looking for it. I haven't given up on it. I'm not sure about it, but, but, but what, how do I get there? And I'm going to tell you how you get there. You have to go into a faith season. And God doesn't necessarily come up to you and say, hey, I want you to go into a faith season. Will you do it? A lot of times, it'll be when Jesus is just coming to you. You're already in the boat. You're already good to go. In fact, you're already doing what he told you to do. Simon Peter was in a boat with his buddies going across the water because that's what Jesus told him to do so that Jesus could send away the multitude. He was already doing what he was told to do. But but the question is, am I going to, am I, am I, comfortable just doing what I'm asked 
Am I comfortable and satisfied just seeing the things that I'm seeing and living in the box? Because Jesus is saying, there is such a thing called a faith season. And I'm out here in the water and I am coming to the boat. But if you want to meet me halfway, I can show you some supernatural things. I can let you be used of me because of a moment that you trusted my voice. Now, you might sink. You might struggle, but the hand of God, wherever you are, wherever you decide to be, the hand of God will immediately reach down and pull you up, put you in the boat, get you across the water, but it won't stop there. It'll take you just as far as as you want it to go. Simon Peter stays true. He holds on. He preaches the message. He sees the Gentile revival. He, He is used all the way to the very end. To where he is crucified upside down, as historians would say. God, I want to see the supernatural. I want to be visited by the Spirit of God. I want it in my life. I want to see it. It can happen to you physically. It can happen to you financially. It can happen to you spiritually. It can, it can flow. God can flow through any avenue you will make available to him. But we got to be willing to go into a faith season. I challenge you, hyphen. I challenge you if you're listening to this and you're not a hyphen. Pray that God would show you. How do I enter into a faith season? I'm going to tell you first straight up. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be the easiest thing you've ever done. But if you will step out in faith, you're going to see things you've never seen before. God is going to bless you. He's going to talk with you. And the greatest thing out of all these things, you'll be financially blessed You'll be physically blessed, but you're going to have a relationship and a closeness with God that overwhelms and overmatches anything else you could possibly have. This is what will carry you through in a deep relationship with God. Hyphen, I love you. Everybody else that's listening, I love you. I hope you had fun with me mixing it up with you today. I hope you overlooked the incidents and accidents that I had along the way because I'm not going to edit this thing. Again, we're hyphen and this is what we do. So I know you're going to just go with me. I love you. I'm blessed to be a part of this movement with you. I'm blessed that God has given me a small window of time to talk with you and and, and to have your ear. I'm praying that the blessings of God are on your life. I'm praying that these words would inspire you to go out in faith and see God do something. Because you cannot challenge God without God responding to you. I love you guys. I'm praying for you daily. I'm believing for you daily. And I can't wait to hear the stories that are told because of what you have done and God has used you through. I love you. I hope that you will join me again next week. And I pray that you have a great weekend and rest of the week. God bless. See you later.